Our scripture reading this morning comes from Acts chapter 20, verses 32 through 38. And now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace, a message that is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or clothing. You know for yourselves that I work with my own hands to support myself and my companions. In all this, I have given you an example that by such work we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, for he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down with them all and prayed. There was much weeping among them all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving especially because of what he had said, that they would not see him again. Then they brought him to the ship. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the passage that Robert read for us today, we hear about Paul. Paul, who went around starting churches around the Mediterranean Sea. And Paul has told these leaders from the church in Ephesus that he feels the Holy Spirit calling him to go on to Jerusalem and then to Rome. And he tells these leaders in Ephesus, these, these leaders from the church, that this is most likely the last time that they will be together. This is the last time that they will be face to face. And upon hearing those words and hearing Paul's final thoughts to them, they circled around Paul and they embraced him and they began to weep and they began to pray for him. And they were making the most out of every moment they had with Paul. And then they walked him to the ship. As he got on the ship, he would leave them for the last time going on to Jerusalem. You can tell that Paul meant a great deal to these leaders in the church in Ephesus because of how they reacted when they heard that Paul would be moving on, that he would be going away and he would not be seen by them again. This, this left a mark upon them. There was a legacy that Paul left behind, and you can tell how deep it was, how it was etched into their very memory, into their very hearts, because of how they cared for Paul. I came across, across a quote recently that said, carve your name into hearts, not tombstones. Now, the idea behind that, of course, is that we are supposed to leave a mark to make a legacy that people remember and are, and are moved by instead of having a list of achievements and successes and all the other things in life. This comes from a, a deep place within us that each and every one of us at some point comes to the realization that we need to leave a mark if we are to be remembered. In fact, Eric Erickson is a psychologist who sort of penned this idea and said that if, if we get to the point of our mid-40s to, to 60s, that is a time in which we are driven towards generativity, understanding, realizing that we survive by what we 
leave behind or who we leave behind. And this uh, is a drive, he says, for people to create families or to invest in the relationships with grandchildren or if they are working or in some sort of role of mentorship to pass on the knowledge that they have gained or the skills that they have acquired and to make sure that those are etched into the lives of people beyond them so that they live on in other people's lives. Generativity in this manner of speaking is all about relationships. It's all about relationships. It's not just about what we achieve. It's about how we live and how we are a part of one another's lives. If we look at Paul as an example, we have to go back before Acts chapter 20 because we find out that Paul has spent a lot of time with the people in Ephesus. You see, on his second missionary journey, Paul was going around the Mediterranean and he helped start the church in Ephesus with two other people. He didn't stay very long, but he helped start that church and he went on. Now you have to understand that Ephesus was probably one of the largest cities in the Roman Empire outside of Italy. Ephesus was the home of one of the lost seven wonders of the world, the temple of Artemis. The temple of Artemis was there. It was a large city. And so this church that they started began to grow and thrive even in this area. Paul came back on his third journey and we find out that Paul was so amazed by what was going on there, how the church was thriving, that he ended up settling down there for about three years. So for three years, Paul stayed with the church in Ephesus, the Ephesian Christians, for longer than almost anyone else in his ministry. He lived with them. He served with them. Those relationships were built upon those years of service. Those relationships mattered. Now, Paul left behind a lot for us, a legacy that goes beyond just the work in Ephesus. Paul is responsible for over half of the New Testament in the letters that are contained here. So Paul's legacy is part of Christianity. And at the same time, we have to understand that Paul did not simply write these letters for the future church. Paul was writing these letters to people he knew, to people he cared about, to people that he wanted to see thrive in faith and to grow in the Holy Spirit. Relationships matter. How we treat one another is part of the legacy we leave behind. In 2019, I lost a mentor in my life. His name was Neil Flowers. He was the youth director in my church back in Aiken, South Carolina, where I grew up, St. John's United Methodist. And his full-time job was uh, an auto garage. He worked on cars, but his part-time job was working with teenagers. He was always known as being loyal and compassionate, but really strict. <laughs> He wanted us to follow his rules. And we loved him. We loved him. I remember his impact in my life because he was the person who led disciple Bible study for teenagers when I was a senior in high school. I spent about 36 weeks of my senior year on Sunday afternoons going through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. 
He was also the person preaching at the outdoor chapel at the camp at Asbury Hills the Sunday morning of my freshman year of college that I answered my call to ministry. And he was the person that mentored me early in my days as a young person in college working in a church. Neil was a part of my life until I got married and moved over to Alabama. We would see each other occasionally, but not that often. And that was until about 2016. You see, the year before, 2015, Neil had to get a new artificial heart pump. His heart was giving out. He had to get this heart pump that was powered by an exterior battery. It's called an LVAD. He was a walking miracle. You couldn't feel a pulse, but he was alive because this machine was pumping his blood through his system. Now, what was interesting about this is that he went to Duke Hospital, and that's where he received this LVAD, but his doctors moved to UAB. So in 2016, he came to Birmingham for checkups, for treatments, and for emergencies. If things weren't working correctly, they would helicopter him in from rural South Carolina right to downtown Birmingham. And I was able to go and see him and to pray with him. Sometimes I would have to bring him a phone charger because that was in the car. They didn't let him bring it so that he could be able to call home. I'm not telling you Neil's story because of the mark that he left in me, which is significant, the legacy that he left me, but to also tell you what happened in that hospital. In UAB, when he is clinging on to life, powered by an exterior battery that pumped his blood through his body, Neil focused on relationships. He knew every nurse and every uh, hospital worker that came into his room. He knew their story. He prayed for them from his bed. He even invited some of them to come and worship at the church I was serving over in Bluff Park at the time. Neil continued to witness and continued to serve and love other people, even at those moments. Etching a legacy into people's hearts who were strangers to him. It was amazing to me to see this, to know that we have the ability each and every day to do the work of leaving a legacy. Paul tells the leaders in Ephesus as they are tearfully saying goodbye that he leaves them something more than just his own story and his own legacy. He makes it clear that it's not about Paul. It's not about him. He, he reminds them that while he was with them for those three years or more, he tells them that he was there to preach and to witness to them. He went house to house to preach and to teach. He wanted to make sure that people could give to the ministry of the church so he didn't take a salary while he was there. He worked with his own hands, making money for himself and for his coworkers. He even suffered humiliation and actual pain 
because there were people out there trying to undermine him to try to stop the work he was doing. In fact, if you read back in Acts 19 and 20, you find out that there were some people at the massive temple of Artemis who were upset that people were stopping praying to these pagan gods because people were joining Christian churches in Ephesus. And they were getting so mad that they weren't profiting off of people. So a riot broke out and they were trying to silence Paul to get rid of him. He survived. He suffered all these things not to make a name for himself, but he did so for God. And so Paul and Neil, I think, teach us something very important. It's not just about what legacy we live behind, even though we're called to leave a good one. Maybe instead of carving our names into people's hearts, it's the job of everyday saints like those of us gathered here and those we remember today to carve God's name into the hearts of others. To witness to our faith and to demonstrate that there is someone bigger and stronger and more grander than we can ever imagine who ties us all together and gives us a grace and a love that sustains us in the most difficult times. We remember the saints in all their, their compassion and even in their faults. We remember them for what they leave behind in us and hopefully also what they have left in us through God. The light that they have shined, the witness that they have led, and the love that will never depart us. Thanks be to God. Amen.